Now, I'm a big podcast fan and hardcore history is one of my favorites because it really dives deep into all the nuances of history. On today's show, we're going to do a hardcore history dive into offensive linemen for the upcoming Boston College season. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I'm joined again for Mondays with Mitch with Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how's it going? It's going good. Excited to dive into the hog mollies, as some people call them. Uh, you know, BC is obviously offensive line use. So it'll be interesting to talk about uh, how this group is going to perform in the coming season. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the biggest questions heading into 2022 is this offensive line. You have four new players and you have Christian Mahogany. And I think it, it, it begs a lot of questions. I know you have done a lot of research and I, our, I, I think our fans want to know more about this group. So what, what have you kind of looked into? What have you found out? So I was looking at kind of the depth chart, or at least the one that I have, and kind of thinking about the players coming in. And I was thinking that, especially compared to last year's, like this group is very inexperienced. So I went back and checked uh, and kind of did some of did some math as to how many returning starts every offensive line group had since uh, Steve Adazio took over in 2013. And it turns out that this group actually has the fewest returning starts as a collective since 2015 In 2015, there were only 14 starts returning. So I think the player was Harris Williams who had missed the previous season due to injury. So he was the only player coming back that year that had any like starting experience. And then this year it's kind of similar. You have Christian Mahogany who's been a starter for two years, but he's the only player that's coming back that has like meaningful starting experience. You know, Isaac Trapilo started one game at right guard. Uh, Jack Conley started a few games at left tackle. But, you know, if you look back a few years, like going into the 2021 season, there were 125 total combined starts returning in 2020. There were 60 2019 dips down to 43, but in 2018, there were 130 starts returning. So, you know, a lot of experience there. And I think for, I think you can make the argument that of all the positions, uh, experience matters the most for offensive line because even though it's such a physical position, you know, knowing how your opponent is going to attack you in that physical way and being able to understand how to react to it and how to counter against it is arguably the most important part, part of that position. So how concerning is this? I mean, it's, I mean, I think you hear fans asking like, are we going to win more than seven games? Are we going to win more than eight? Is this going to be like, the Achilles heel for BC football this year? Uh, I mean, I think it's possible. I think Achilles heel might be a little dramatic. Um, okay. I think, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be a weakness, but like if, you know, the quarterback and receiver play are both very good, the running game is good, the defense is good. Like the offensive line might be like average. Um, so, you know, kind of similar to last year, but maybe there isn't a great step forward, which, you know, makes sense considering you're losing a bunch of experience and guys who, you know, granted they, maybe they didn't live up to the expectations we set for them, but you know, a lot of them are on NFL teams now. So that's something to, you know, take note of. And, you know, I think that it'll, I think it's good for the, this offensive line group that a lot of the guys are young, you know, you have guys like Durstein and Mahogany who are, you know, seasoned veterans, even though Durstein hasn't played a much, but he's been around a long time, but then you have guys like Conley, Kendall and Trapilo who, you know, you want to see them develop chemistry as a group, like, you know, guys like Zion and Tyler and 
Ben Petrula and Alec Lindstrom did over the last few years. And, you know, you're looking at this group and they have a new head. I mean, a new offensive coordinator. They have a new offensive line coach. In your opinion, having a new offensive line coach, especially on the heels of Matt Applebaum, who I know a lot of BC fans weren't big fans of because, I mean, the offensive line struggled. Um, Are you, is there a possibility that that could actually help this group having a seasoned uh, offensive line coach like Googs in there? I think it will help because, and I think that, and I'm not saying that Applebaum did a bad job or even that this was the reason why he didn't do as good of a job, but I think getting a guy like Googs or even like, this would kind of work for any coach, honestly, but getting a coach that is working with you in the building in person, you know, from the start is, I think that's really important for office line again, because that, you know, you can, you can like kind of take past set reps and stuff like by yourself, but you know, you need that physical engagement with another person when you're practicing football and for the offensive line, obviously that's super important. So I think getting that hands-on experience in person, you know, cause like you think back to 2020 when Halfley and Signetti and Applebaum came in, like they, it was all, you know, virtual basically because of COVID. So I think, you know, starting out with that physical aspect and we talked, when we talked with Christian Mahogany, he's, our, he's already talking about all the things that Gooch is helping him to do. Cause he's like seeing it firsthand. He's like, okay, like you need to, you know, step your foot this way. You need to strike your hand in this direction or at this angle or put it here to be most effective. And I think that having that in-person on, you know, in-person on its tactile experience is going to be really important for these guys. All right, Mitch, in just a moment, we're going to chat, Mitch and I, about the depth chart and look at the starters, the the backups, get in, all the, all the nuances of, of uh, offensive line that you're going to want to know about. But first of all, let me tell you about my friends at Belt Bar. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if I, if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation and this one is even better than ever. The brownie batter puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level and they're available right now at Built Bar. Telling you, Built Bar is changing the game right now. They've had some delicious flavors over the last couple months and the brownie batter might be the best. With 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and 7 grams of sugar, brownie batter puffs are the only perfect pick-me-up for any day. And as I've always said, I have mine around 2.30 as I'm driving home from work. It is delicious, it is filled with protein, and it keeps me going when I need that energy to make my last push. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So go to Built.com to get brownie puffs now. And when you do, use Lock15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off any order at Bilts.com. This is Locked On Boston College, and thank you for making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So this is our big, bad offensive line episode. Many of you have asked about it. We're talking about it, and I have no... I couldn't think of anyone better to talk about offensive line than with Mitch Wolf. And it's a perfect uh, segue. Uh, we're not doing our coach Googs of the week, uh, tweet of the week, because he's just, he's busy out there in recruiting land right now. I don't see much out of him. Uh, but we're looking at this offensive line, and we've had Christian Mahogany on, and, um, you know, we'll be looking to get some of the other offensive linemen on before the end of the summer. But, Mitch, talk a little bit about some of these guys, what, what stands out to each of the, with some of these players. So I'll kind of start off the easy one. So Christian Mahogany is obviously the lone returning starter, right guard. And I think he's going to be a 
he's going to be the rock upon which this offensive line is built. Like he is a really solid player. I really loved watching his tape. He's got some, some like a little few like nuanced things to work on this season, but he's talked about it and I'm sure Gooch is going to help with that. So that's great to see. I think he's going to be instrumental in, um, you know, getting the run game going, especially if they're going to lean more on uh, gap power schemes that I anticipate them doing uh, across from at guard is Finn Durstein, who was kind of the, one of the jewels of a Steve Adazi recruiting class of a, few, a while ago, and really just hasn't seen the field very much so far in his career. I think he's only taken like 59 snaps on offense, uh, which has been kind of a disappointment. And I think you and I were surprised that he's actually stuck around this long. We kind of thought he might transfer at some point, uh, but he's back for, I think it's his fifth year this year. It could be his sixth, honestly. And I think um, he has another year of eligibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Yes. Um, because of the COVID year. So I, I he's going to start, I assume this year at left guard and, I have an article coming out soon that's, and it's, I don't love the title exactly, but it's like, it's what I've had last chance players where it's guys. It's like, all right, like you need to kind of make your mark on this roster, you know, and, you know, prove your worth. And that's kind of where Finn Durstein sits right now is he's a guy that is, you're kind of penciling in to start and he's got to do something, you know, he's got to be a stalwart left guard. And I think that Mahogany and Durstein are going to be instrumental in helping this new center, Drew Kendall, who again, another prize recruit um you know he's still kind of getting his body ready for college football as he's a little undersized but the thing about undersized centers especially early in their careers you want to surround them with bigger guards that can help them with double teams you see like the team like the eagles do this you know jason kelsey is one of the smallest centers in the nfl even though he's a much older player but they've you know surround him with guards that are like six three 330 pounds or more so just get huge guys that can help them out uh when they're you know wanting to run inside so i i think kendall's i think kendall's gonna you know Luckily, I don't think the early opponents are the toughest challenges, but I think he's going to, you know, have some bumps in the road early on as any true freshman or redshirt freshman would. So, you know, he might have a few bad reps here in the early season, but by the end of the year, I expect him to be a really solid contributor on this offensive line. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of folks were, he's one of the most um, talked about commitments under Jeff Halfley so far, you know, he was the one that was thinking of going to Michigan. Um, I still remember Joe Sullivan's tweet, uh, Joe Sullivan, the former director of personnel where he had the undertaker gif mm-hmm. when, when Kendall's flipped <laughs> because he had earlier that day, I believe committed to, to Michigan and then flipped to, to BC at that night. Um, so he's a big one. And um, at center, you know, he got to learn from the best under Alec Lindstrom. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see six, four, two eighty three this year. And um, yeah, I, I, I anticipate that weight is probably going to be closer, at least listing. It'll be closer to 300 by the time they release like the final fall roster. Um, eat a lot of hamburgers this summer. <laughs> exactly. Which I, that, that that's why I really wish I could have been offensive lineman just because you get told to eat as much as you can. But I digress. <laughs> um, speaking of so uh, the tackles are a little interesting because, you know, on one side, you do have Ozzy Trapilo, who, again, very highly tattered recruit legacy guy at BC. Um, played a little guard last year, uh, but you know, they, then they had the experienced guys there. So he didn't need to do that much. And I thought he was pretty solid in his, in his reps at guard. Um, I think that his future is at tackle just because of how tall he is. He's six, seven, six, eight. I think he's going to play right tackle this year. And I'm, I'm intrigued to see how that goes. I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, just given the, you know, flashes he's shown in limited time last year. So I'm really excited to watch him. And on the other side is Jack Conley, who we've talked about, you know, extensively on this podcast and, you know, it's kind of just, this is just a wait and see thing. Like if he, if he improves great, if he doesn't, then they're going to figure something else out because the bad Conley reps last year were some of the worst offensive line play that I've seen. So it's really an all or nothing proposition. And I, I, I think he can do like, he has the size he, he can move. It's just, 
getting the technique down is really the important thing for him. Yeah. And going back to Trapillo, I think what's what I've seen and heard from him is like the the buzz around, you know, Kendall and even last year, there was some buzz. I mean, most of it brought on by Halfley about Jack Conley, but I had heard from some scouts that have kind of seen him play that Aussie Trapillo is probably the best offensive lineman they have on the roster. Yeah, I would totally believe that. And like, I mean, again, like I think, especially at offensive line, I, I think, and I say this a lot, but I think that pedigree that those bloodlines of having family members that play the position, especially like you see it with the Lindstrom's obviously. Um, so I think having that bloodline is really helpful. And I think that that's why he's going to be a really good player for BC this year and moving forward. And so those are our starters. Now looking at the backups, uh, I think you wanted uh, to talk a little bit about that. And I, I can give you some, some of my analysis of who I have, if you're stuck. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I anticipate the two Kevins being this backup tackles, uh, Klein yep. and Pine. Um, I'm not sure exactly which one is going to be where, but I, I, I believe Pine was the one that was very highly recruited and hasn't really had a lot of buzz around him. Am I correct in that, or am I correct? Mistaken? Yeah, Kevin okay. Pine. Kevin, I, I'm I'm not even sure Kevin Pine's going to be on the on the backup crew the next okay. year. Okay. Uh, he, he like when I watched him during the spring game, he was with the threes. Okay. Um, so he could fall, but it depends on where they're at. I mean, Kevin Klein, who all I could think of is the actor with that name. <laughs> um. I've heard a lot about, I think he could absolutely kind of climb up the, 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 the roster a little bit. And yeah. I, I, I think that, you know, if, if, if like, if a guy like Durstein struggles, I could see Klein sliding in there because you could, he's a little bit bigger, but he could slide into guard. No problem. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy, I think Otto Hess is a year younger, yeah. but um, I think he's probably a backup at this point. Yep. Blair and Rustemi is kind of a senior, like an elder statesman among this group. He's been here a long time. Um, I think he's kind of a backup interior guy, probably backup center, just given his size limitations. Um, and I know they've been moving Dwayne Alec back and forth between center and defensive tackle. So I'm not exactly sure where he's going to end up, but he'll be, he, a backup he'll be the well. backup center. Okay. Uh, gotcha. He'll be the backup center. And uh, Jackson Ness is the other name to watch. Right. The next. converted defensive end. So yeah, he'll that'll be, be a backup guard. Okay. Um, and then your guy, Elijah, Elijah Krasnovic could be a uh, backup as well. Or I think he'll be one of the primary backups. Um, if he can get his technique down, he's going to be nasty. Yeah. Six, seven, three thirty right now. Yeah. He's another one where I, I could see them kind of, you know, giving him some early reps at guard, especially like in the early games that if they, if they turn to blots, you know, get him some That's reps at guard, just kind of uh, have him wade into the water, some baby steps. So you, yeah. where your technique isn't, you're not uh, in as many one-on-one matchups where you can be exploited. So you can kind of protect him by putting him a guard. So, and then you've got all the freshmen and uh, I'll see if I can get the, so you got Jack Funk, Jude Bowery, and I believe it's Noah Kahapea now. It was Clifford. And I think he changed yeah. his name. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that one always confused me. So if, if you follow us on BC bulletin, you would have seen, and I had Noah Clifford on the show mm-hmm. back in uh, May, March, I think it was. Uh, he's changed his last name. It's now Noah Kahapea. Um, so it's the same guy if you're ever looking it up. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what's also interesting, and this is kind of a me thing, is that this is where the roster is right now. But it clearly looks like, like to me that Halfley and company are looking for some depth in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just offered a, um, a a guard from Charlotte. Oh, and- yes. Right. And they've offered someone from Northern Colorado, someone from they've, Vanderbilt, and they haven't I don't, landed any of them. So I'm guessing did, that did ahead, they bring sorry. in a guy from Lehigh? Or did I imagine? Am I imagining? He that? is a walk on, right? Okay, gotcha. That's preferred walk on. These guys, I think, are going. They're getting for you know scholarship roles, and 
I think just just based on the fact that they're not getting any movement with them, I'm guessing it's more of a depth piece. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. guys are not going to transfer to BC to be a backup. I think they're just thinking like, oh, let's offer them and see if they will. Um, because if they offered them to start or an opportunity to start, I think they'd probably get a little bit more leeway with some of these guys. Yeah, I think I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but a few months ago, you mentioned Anthony Steen to me, who was at Vanderbilt. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. And he yep. entered the transfer world and then he ended up at Alabama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. Yes. So they're definitely out on that one. <laughs> yep. Um, um, but yeah, so I, mean, I think that the good news is, is that if there is. Well, it's a good little bit of good and bad news, but if there is an injury, um, you know, there are a number of competent backups that can come up and even play multiple positions. You know, I don't think. Obviously, none of those guys have a ton of experience either, but it's not like if one guy goes down, maybe it's center be a little bit of an issue, but it's not like if one guy goes down, everything's going to fall off a cliff. Yeah, and I, I think as we're talking, my thought is we're talking about Jack Conley if he struggles. I imagine if he can't do it, Kevin Klein, Kevin Klein will be the one to take his spot. I would be intrigued to see if they would flip Ozzy Trapilo to left and then either move Conley to right or just give him like a break and then let somebody else try a right tackle uh, just to see if Trapilo can play there in the future. Yeah. Uh, but that would be something to keep an eye on. And But I, I'm also on the on board with, you know, as you just said, like younger guys thrown in, it, it's it's an S show, you know? Yeah, like, and, and, and like, and I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to get ex- deep into this on this episode, but luckily I think that the, or at least the first three games, they are not, you know, some of the toughest opponents in terms of like pass rushers. So like you have Rutgers at home, Virginia Tech and Virginia Tech's going through a big rebuilding phase uh, and then Maine. So you've kind of got three weeks to get your feet wet and then you go on the road to Florida State, which will be, it's not the Florida State of the last few years, but they still have one or two really good pass rushers. It probably can't be worse than it was last year when Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas just absolutely wrecked shop for four quarters. Right, right. Yeah. So in a moment, we're going to talk, uh, Mitch and I, and, and wrap up our conversation with offensive lines. Mitch wants to talk a little bit about, you know, where this line is at and kind of give his thought, final thoughts on that. But before we do that, Rock Auto, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. You can save up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts. Rock Auto is a family business, so you know you're working with someone who loves their customers, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. They're reliably low for every customer. It's so easy to use. All you do is put your make and model in. Boom. Everything they have will come right up for you. So go up to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? They know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. We're wrapping up things here on Locked On Boston College. And if you're not, if you're looking for some more Locked On greatness, you need to check out Locked On Celtics with John Corrales. Um, as I've said before, he's the reason I got into the podcast game. He's one of my idols. Um, he's talking all about that Heats and Celtics series, and he is an absolute expert. He does work, great work in the written world. I actually just saw him on Channel 5 and WCVB up here doing the pregame show uh, for the Celtics. So check out Locked on Celtics wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Mitch, we're talking um, offensive linemen here. What are some of your last thoughts you want to go talk about? So I'll say the first thing is that things I want to see that got worked on this offseason, and I want to see where the biggest improvements can be made in 2022. And the biggest thing is footwork and set points. 
hand placement a little bit, but less so. They were pretty solid at that last year. But and I saw this a lot with Jack Conley, and I'm and I'm kind of and there were and of the issues that Christian Mahogany had, I thought this was where he had the the most problems was uh, just staying light on your feet. You know, you want to kind of be playing the balls of your feet, and I would say that like. Mahogany at least like leads with his heels a little too much. So you want to see him play a little bit lighter on those to move a little easier. Um, and then Conley with set points and the set point is basically like, where are you when you're an offensive line, where are you kicking out of your stance and like, where exactly is your landmark? And I thought Conley had a lot of issues of kind of just, just not knowing where he's supposed to go. And then off, then his opponents would just easily take advantage of it, whether he overset or underset, you know, going around or inside of him. So I'd want to see that improve this season. I'd also want to see, and this was something that I was surprised at BC had consistent issues with was they had a lot of issues like where if they did like a full line slide protection, where they would slide the line left or right, they would they would have a lot of mistakes with that in terms of like they would misread the defense, which was when you have a guy like Alec Lindstrom under as the center, and then guys like Phil Dracovic and Dennis Grossell who have played a lot of football. If they're making a lot of those mistakes and not making the proper call, that was pretty surprising. So ideally that would uh, be improved. And I think in order to help this team, you know, for the last few years, we saw the offensive in terms of the run game. It was a lot of zone running style. And I think you're able to do that with ideally you want more athletic offensive line, but you also want smarter offensive line. who are very experienced. Like, again, like I said earlier, you, you want to know where you need to be going and how to react to your opponent. And obviously these guys don't have as much experience. So I think if they shift to more, gap style runs which are cow counter cap wow power counter uh pin and pull pitches that kind of stuff um you just say okay you block that guy you block that guy you, you go this way and that's it it's a little simpler and i think you might see that a little more earlier in the season and then as they get more comfortable you say okay now we'll introduce more zone style runs and i looked into mcnulty and Gouge's uh lines or when they were at their last few stops. And I would say that they've leaned a little bit more towards gap running, but they've definitely been more balanced than they would be under. They were under Signetti last year's who was almost exclusively zone running. Um, so I think that that's something that'll be uh, something to keep an eye on during the season. I think it's important too. like, it sounds like the last couple of years, the, the, it was a more, it's a more complex system. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and at the collegiate level, it doesn't hurt to make it simple. No, right? no, and exactly. And that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is that, you know, I think that because they had all the experience of like, all right, like we're going to, you know, try to do as much complex stuff as we can because we can. And doing yeah. that for the sake of doing it is maybe a little excessive at times. And I think that kind of led to some of the issues. Um, but I think that, you know, I think we've talked about this a lot is like, just, you know, don't rely so much on like hitting precision, intermediate and deep throws, you know, let the, let guys like Zay and Jalen make plays after the catch, you know, take, take the easy, take the easy open layups, like, and yep. lean into like some gimmicks and watching some of the Notre Dame offenses last year when uh, McNulty was there, like there, it's a lot more college. Like there's a lot more simpler stuff that it's like, all right, like, let's just, you know, have a quick throw that gets five yards and like, let's just stay on schedule. And I think that that is I think we're going to see that a lot this year. And I think that's going to help the offense overall and especially will help acclimate this offensive line. And then as the season goes on, once you're comfortable with the basics, then you can start adding stuff to your repertoire. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this group. I'm going to be at practice a lot this summer. Um, My schedule is definitely going to open up so I can check them out, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they're going to be the, I think of any group on this team, they're going to, they're the ones with the biggest question marks about them, but also I think there's a lot of talent there. I think that, 
they could evolve into something even better than what we've seen. And I think there's excitement, but there's hesitation. And that that's what makes in, that that's what makes them interesting, I think. Yeah, def- definitely like cautious optimism because and like with the offensive line they've had the last years, it's like you you have like very high expectations. And then when they don't meet that, you get disappointed. And so I think that, you know, not having as high of expectations with this offensive line it at least might give you the perception. It's like, okay, they actually performed better than I expected, which, you know, it could in a vacuum be worse than it was last few years, but you're like, okay, like these are young guys. They're going to be growing. They're, they're going to be bumps in the road, but you know, maybe ideally as season goes on, you see those bumps and those mistakes uh, get fewer and fewer. Mitch, it's always a pleasure having you on Where can people follow you on social media? You can find me at Mitchell T Wolf WLFE on Twitter. Um, I will probably not be on next week because I will be in my bachelor party. So I am, going to be otherwise indisposed yeah i was gonna say good luck to that i hope you have a good time there (laughs) um i was also going to be indisposed too so i I get a show off a month and uh that's going to be my if i don't even know if we're supposed to have it but there will not be a show on monday because i'm going to be in west virginia with my family so um burning couches no i'm just kidding Um, (laughs) uh, but both mitch and i won't be there so we, we will see you uh in two weeks mitch and we'll be we have plenty of time uh to to talk about bc football as we get marched towards mm-hmm. the start of the season you can follow me on twitter at aj black underscore bc on tomorrow's show we'll dive into the ad hunt and everything else that's going on in bc athletics see you again soon take care everyone